0: Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters, and we're two pastors, one podcast. On each episode, we'll be answering one of your questions about God, the Bible, faith, and life. We're so excited you're joining us. Hello, I'm Michelle. And I'm Eric. And we are back with a brand new series. Mm -hmm. We are going to be talking about the Holy Spirit and... Today we're going to talk about Pentecost and all the good things. This is going to be much more practical right? because as we get going, today might be a little theological because we're talking about a church holiday. right? But as we get going, we're going to get into actually what is love, what is peace, what is patience, all Mm -hmm. those things that we are all in need of. So that's going to be awesome. But let's start out by just saying it's Sunday evening.
1: Yes, it is. This is very weird.
0: Right. So we are going to try something new. We might not ever do it again but we're recording on a sunday evening Mm -hmm. we're still gonna um put it out there on monday right but why are we doing that
1: well you know i made the point in my sermon this morning that mondays are are very very hard for me yes Um, and the better i do on sunday the more i kind of pay for it on monday it's just a it's a it's a hard day And so what I found is that recording on Monday, you know, the reason we chose that is because, while the kids were all out. (laughs) We were at school and you were at home. They were at school. We were at home. So it's kind of a a natural day. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's, it's just a hard day for me, spiritually speaking. And then these last couple of weeks when everybody's home, Mm -hmm. there's not really a whole bunch, there's not a whole lot of point in sticking to it. So we're trying to experiment. Trying a new
0: thing. But also you, it's your day off. So we kind of like you to have an entire day off too. Yeah. Without thinking about, like, churchy things. Mm -hmm. So we're trying this. I don't know. We just ate dinner as a family. It's probably going to be loud and all sorts of things. Um, Mm -hmm. We were at the pool all day yesterday. And all day today, we've got some fairly sunburned norwegian children mm-hmm. in the house um we do put a lot of sunscreen on but we've got one in particular yeah. who even sunscreen every hour does not help. yeah
1: and you know what amazes me because you you know your people the norwegians <laughs> yes. like they you know they sailed around the world in ships I know. and like how how could they do that because they can't like they can't take being out in the sun I, and they can't you know. take looking at the sun oh my
0: goodness sunglasses if so, i don't have them even on a dark day yeah, i'm really, in trouble
1: i don't know how your norwegians did it i know but yeah. we did but I guess they did have big beards and stuff like that. Well, yes, yeah, but they I did. But it, it's just yeah. crazy. I, I don't know. But, yeah.
0: yeah. So anyways, a lot of things going on. Um, but it's been exciting to just kind of get to see our neighbors again, everybody mm-hmm. out and swimming and the weather's been beautiful.
1: Oh, gosh. Yeah. What a difference two days can make. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're still in this coronavirus uh, shutdown time, but it's funny, you know, the pool for us opened up here on just yesterday. Yesterday. It, it seems Saturday. like, yeah. Uh, and then already, you know, there's, uh, I mean, you know, social distancing is kind of out the window. Well, just yes, hanging out the together first and,
0: day, our uh, monitor, who's kind of a lifeguard type, mm-hmm. and they call her a monitor. She was kind of like, well, I know you all stay in your family groups and not. And I was like, I yeah, don't that's think happen. that's <laughs> happening. And it didn't. I don't know. It's it's something else. But I see that all around the world, kind of like you see pictures of people and even graduations are happening in some semblance. Yeah, but all yeah. these kids piled into jeeps and trucks i saw when i ran the other day i saw a, a parade of champion high school oh wow and that was fun but anyways i'm glad they're getting to have their day
1: yeah yeah that, that would be very yep. really hard I yeah, think
0: it so. would so anyways today we are going to talk about pentecost mm-hmm. so this coming sunday is actually pentecost sunday that's right that's the first thing to note um the second thing to note is uh well what does pentecost mean well
1: funny you should ask oh, and okay. so pentecost is a greek word and it means 50 or 50 mm-hmm. days and the Feast of Pentecost falls fifty days after Passover. And so, in the Bible, there are three uh, there are three festivals or feasts that are prescribed for the Jewish people. The first is Passover, which mm-hmm. celebrates redemption. You know, the Lord passed over His people and right. set them free. The second is the Feast of Booths, which celebrates and remembers their time of wandering in the wilderness. Okay. And then the third is the Feast of Pentecost, which celebrates their their coming into the promised land when mm-hmm. they presented the Lord with the first fruits of the crops that they had grown in the promised land. Okay. So those three feasts. And you know, fifty uh on on the fiftieth day after Pentecost comes this on the fiftieth day after Easter. Well I'm mm. sorry, fiftieth day after Passover. Yeah,
0: Passover. Comes yep.
1: this this feast for us called Pentecost.
0: Right. So the, that's why the story begins with they were all gathered. Exactly. Right. They were right. together because it was already a feast.
1: Yeah. It's, it's one of It was one of the three big yeah. feasts of the Jewish year. And right. so, you know, we have Christmas and Easter, the two big ones. Right. They had three. They had Passover, booths, and Pentecost.
0: Okay. And so, and in God's wisdom, I mean, that's why he wanted everybody together when he mm-hmm. dropped the Holy Spirit on the world. That's right? an
1: interesting way of putting it. Yeah, thank you. When you drop the mic of the Holy Spirit.
0: It's a mic drop. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that, but hold on before. So we've said what Pentecost means. Now, why do we call Pentecost the birthday of the church?
1: Yeah, well, we call it that because that that is the day that the church was founded. You know, when we looked at uh, the ascension last week, mm-hmm. Jesus ascended into heaven and mm-hmm. almost his last words to the apostles were, wait here until you were clothed yeah. with power from on high. So then Jesus ascended back into heaven, uh, seated at the right hand of the Father, and they waited Right. Uh, for 10 days, not really knowing what to do, but just kind of waiting for the Holy Spirit to come down.
0: Okay, and, wait, we know it was 10 days because he appeared for 40 days to his... Exactly. I forgot that. Okay. So we know it was 10 days where they were waiting. That's mm-hmm. a long time. That's a very long time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't ever think about that. Okay. Well, I probably did, Although but I'd 10 say, days. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd say
1: those lightweights. I mean, we waited, what, like how oh many months? Goodness. You know what I mean? Yeah, but... But that's all right. That's okay. Yeah.
0: So they waited 10 days, and then you were saying it's the birthday of the church because...
1: Mm-hmm. It's the birthday of the church because on that, on that final day, that, that day of Pentecost, then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit came uh, pouring out of heaven, falling out of heaven mm-hmm. on top of the apostles. And everyone. And everyone. It, and everyone right? all, all, all who were gathered in that all who room, were which gathered. Would be the apostles in a group of about 120 people. Probably. Okay. And, uh, and, and the, uh, then tongues of fire appeared on each one of them, says the Bible, and they began to speak in other languages that they had not known. Uh, and then this was a, a manifestation. This this uh, this um, this appearance of fires mm-hmm. on people. This the sound of the uh, the sound the of, the wind, the, the of the rushing wind. The violent wind. feeling the rushing wind. Right. Mm-hmm. It was all the the birthday of the church. And then Peter, you know, who just fifty some odd days oh, earlier. Man. Had uh, denied Jesus three times, saying, no, truly, I don't know the man. All of a sudden, Peter gets up, and he preaches this humdinger of a sermon. Best sermon ever, right?
0: 3,000 converts. Oh, my
1: goodness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the sort of thing we all dream about.
0: Right. Okay. Before we get too far, there's a couple things we have to say. Pentecost, if you grew up in the church, you know, we wear red. Mm -hmm. We we do a lot of really cheesy things in the Christian church. Mm -hmm. I mean, but the most cheesiest of all and the most cringeworthy is um, the whole... John Peshek, who's got... We've got spirit. Do you know that? You weren't there because we were interns. Okay, but I'm uh, cringing already. It's horrible. So anyways, we're getting an intern at our church, which is so exciting. But Mm -hmm. Eric and I were interns. You have to be an intern before you become a pastor. Mm -hmm. You spend 12 12 months months in a church. And we serve these two little churches in Pelican Rapids. He was with one supervising pastor and I was with another. And um, mine was kind of a character. I've Mm -hmm. talked about him before, but uh, he... Insisted on Pentecost Sunday, like I had to be in front of one side of pews and he was in front of the other, Mm. and we did that stupid high school cheer that like, "Who's got spirit? No, we've We've got got spirit. spirit. Yes, we do. We've got spirit. How How about about you?" you? And then I had to lead the other side. It was horrible, and I said, "I don't want to do it. I can't do it." But he made me. Wow. Yes. So that's so. In other words, we wear red. That's less cringy, but it's a little weird for the whole church to show up in the same color. Kind of nice. And then secondly, we don't say that anymore but he's probably still doing that somewhere off in minnesota
1: since you like it so much we could certainly reintroduce that tradition Uh, here
0: you would never do that in a million years (laughs) a million years you used to not let me clap for things well you know because
1: you were just just clapping so often that's what it was right okay
0: No, if I'd say let's clap for the Lord, you freaked out. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah okay. I'm used to that now. Anyway, so those are, we had to say that about Pentecost before we move on. So it's the birthday of this mm-hmm. church. It means 50 days, um, or 50. Um, let's talk about the fact that there they were all in this house. A violent wind mm-hmm. comes up. Something strange is happening. And then literally they have like fire on their heads.
1: Yeah, which is very strange. You know, when, when you see the old paintings, the, uh, mm. the Renaissance paintings mm-hmm. and whatnot, they're always pictured with these these little balls of flame on their heads as if they were candles. Mm-hmm. And that's what it represents, right? Now the, the Holy Spirit is fire, yep. uh, or, or rather the Holy Spirit is represented by fire. Mm-hmm. And so, for example, in, in the burning bush, uh, it was right. uh, it was Moses. When Moses was speaking to God, he was speaking to the, the Holy Spirit. God was speaking to him out of the, the burning bush. Um, God led his people as a pillar of cloud by day and a Mm -hmm. pillar of fire by night. And so, uh, you know, fire is a a sign or symbol of the Holy Spirit. And the fact that these men are, you know, on fire, but they're not being burned up shows that they are empowered by the Holy Spirit.
0: Right. And we say to be on fire for the Lord or something, yeah, you know, means Mm -hmm. like that you are full of the Spirit. Now, that's a great point about the Old Testament. We want to say the difference here at Pentecost is that God is pouring out his Spirit for all people. Um, in the old Testament, the spirit kind of came and went as mm-hmm. God designed. So it would fall on someone for a specific task, right? And a specific time Yeah, like David or Elijah yeah, or.
1: Yeah. In, in alpha, he had a, Nikki Gumbel had a wonderful way of talking about it. He said the spirit would fall on particular people at particular times for particular reasons. Okay. And so the Holy Spirit came upon Samson and gave him strength. Right. So that Samson could tear apart a line. Right? Okay. Or the Holy Spirit fell upon, um, The Holy Spirit would would fall upon a a prophet so that he might prophesy Mm -hmm. some words. or the Holy Spirit would fall upon uh, an artist so that the artist might might, uh, decorate the tabernacle of the Lord. But it was on particular people at particular times for particular deeds or acts.
0: Right. So this is something completely new. Right. It is now going to fall on all people. I think it was prophesied in Joel that this Mm -hmm. would happen. And that now we as Christians have this if we believe in g well we can Mm -hmm. only believe in jesus first of all through the power of the spirit the power of the spirit Mm -hmm. so if you believe in jesus you know you have the power of the spirit um sometimes we feel the spirit much more presently than other times i think Mm -hmm. we've talked about that i feel like i've talked about that on here before but anyways sometimes it's kind of a pilot light sometimes it's a huge burning Mm -hmm. thing but we are we do have the spirit
1: yeah we do we definitely have the spirit and it's only by the it's only by the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit that we can believe in Jesus mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, all who believe in Jesus have the Holy Spirit within them. Right. It's just that uh, light, to use that image you just mentioned, you know, sometimes the Holy Spirit within us is like a pilot light mm-hmm. on your furnace. Other times, you know, the whole fire comes on and he's right. really going full board.
0: Right. Um, and that's what we want. It's just want. hard to keep, uh, you know, the Spirit blows mm-hmm. as it will and where it wants to. And it sometimes doesn't feel like you're really filled with the Spirit.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are definitely times Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard. That's what Mondays are all about.
0: That's what Mondays are all about. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's more of a devil thing. We talked about that in the sermon and whatnot. But yes, absolutely. And, but God gave us a spirit for that very reason Mm -hmm. because we will become under attack, Mm -hmm. uh, spiritually speaking. And the Bible tells us that we have, you know, a spirit not of fear or of timidity, some say, um, but of, you know, power and discipline and and love. And that's what we're going to, as we go on in this series, we will talk about all those what's called the fruit of the Spirit. Um, Mm -hmm. There's different things. There's the gift of the Spirit, which are the things that enable us to do the work of the church. So, you know, your gift is preaching. Someone's gift is singing and leading worship. Someone's gift is prophesying or whatever. Mm -hmm. Someone's gift is administration and they're going to help with the order and whatnot. Yeah, there's all different types of
1: gifts. Right, Right.
0: so every um, Christian does have spiritual gift or gifts. um, And every Christian should exemplify the fruit of the spirit which Mm -hmm. is different than the gifts of the spirit the fruit of the spirit are those things that are shown in our lives Mm -hmm. and jesus said that you know if you're a Christian. People should be able to see this in your life. Yeah,
1: he talks about us as a tree. You know, by your fruits, you shall know them. Can right. a good tree bring out uh, bad fruit? Neither can a bad tree bring forth good fruit. So right. By their fruits, you shall know them. Yeah.
0: And those fruits are what we're going to talk mm-hmm. about. The love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the gentleness, the faithfulness, the self-control, the mm-hmm. goodness
1: kindness, and goodness, kindness. Yes, kindness and thank you. Yeah.
0: There's nine of them. So we will be going through them. And someone commented, one of our listeners... Um, Commented, sent me an email the other day saying she's heard a great series about how the fruit of the spirit is love. That's the first one mentioned, mm-hmm. right? And she's saying all other ones are encompassed kind of hmm. in that, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah,
1: you know, because Jesus, because uh, then Paul talks about how the greatest of these is love. Right. Sure. Well, wow, that's really interesting. And in go love,
0: on. probably everything, all those things do come out. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll explore that a little further as we go. Another fact, an interesting piece is that you know Jesus really talked about. Love, joy, and peace. Mm -hmm. And Paul adds on to the list a little bit more. Like you don't hear Jesus too much talking about the gentleness, the Mm self-control, the other things on that list. Yeah, at least
1: not as such. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, we there was a colleague I worked with once who spoke about the fruit of the Spirit. And his his point was always that it's not so much, you know, if you visualize the fruit of the Spirit... Mm -hmm. It's not like you have, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. There's a banana, an apple, a kumquat. Mm-hmm, right. A
0: an ugly fruit. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: But he's saying that uh, that it's one. It's really more like a, a cluster of grapes. That there's there's hmm. one fruit, but it comes in all of these different, oh. uh, it has all these individual parts. Okay. Which is kind of like what yeah, your friend was that's saying. That's kind of the same. I
0: get yeah. it. I get it because really love does, like you said, mm-hmm. cover a multitude of sins and, and just kind of encompass all of this yeah. stuff. So we'll talk about that as we go on, but let's just continue on a little bit with the story. So the, the, yeah. the wind comes in, the mm-hmm. violent wind, the flames of tongue, tongues, the flames that look like tongues, right. and then they start literally, there's people from all over because mm-hmm. they're gathered for a Jewish festival. They start speaking in languages that others can understand them, which they weren't fluent in. Right. Okay. So let's talk about that.
1: Yeah. And so this is this is one of my favorite parts to talk about on Pentecost. You know, mm. one of your favorite uh, Christmas verses, Christmas hymns, is far as the curse is found. Mm. And he comes to make his blessings yes. flow far as the curse is found. Amen. And I always think about, uh, about the Feast of Pentecost, actually. Hmm. Because, you know, after Noah's Ark, so the flood water subsided people come out of the ark you think they would have learned their lesson mm-hmm. you know? but they don't they start to build a, a tower to right. the tower of Babel, oh, right. saying come you know let us uh, let us build this tower reaching up yeah. to heaven so that we can you know so we won't be under god's authority anymore and god comes down confuses their mm-hmm. languages and as a result of the confusion of language the people scatter around the face of the world and so here you are thousands of years later and instead of the people coming up to heaven god comes down from heaven oh, right? no. he pours out the holy spirit upon them and the languages, uh, they're, they're, people still speak their own languages, yes. but now every language is the language of God. That's And amazing. so instead of scattering people, they're gathered together, mm-hmm. which is what Pentecost is all about, right? Yep. It's the the feast of ingathering or the feast of harvest.
0: Yeah. That's what's so amazing about the Bible. I mean, it just all wraps up together. Yeah. I mean, you can't study one story without seeing a million other things like that one. Yeah. That one's a very good example, but it's pretty awesome. So... Yeah, so you're right. So now all of a sudden they can do that. And that's where we get this whole, one of the gifts of the Spirit Mm -hmm. is speaking in tongues. Right. Now. Yeah, and that comes a little bit
1: later. So this is Acts chapter 2. And so they they have, uh, so theologians talk about what happens in Acts chapter 2 is the Holy Spirit comes down and people speak in other tongues that are discernible and understandable by other people. Oh, right. There's a difference. Uh, And then in... uh, and then later on uh in uh, first corinthians 14 when paul Mm -hmm. talks about uh, the gifts of the spirit that seems to be a different manifestation or a different thing you're right uh you know because he talks about how what what is the point of speaking in tongues if there's no one to interpret Interpret.
0: and yes and it's a language all to yourself with god so other people can't interpret it so that's a good point that's not the same um we don't in our lutheran church we don't have a ton of people who claim to have the gift of speaking in tongues
1: no, we, uh, we don't. I mean, there, there was the charismatic move- uh, mm-hmm. renewal movement yep. in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now some of the churches around the world, like, for example, in Ethiopia, uh, it's, it, there's more of a Pentecostal feel. And by the way, the, the word Pentecostal comes from Pentecost. Yeah, And so exactly. our, our Pentecostal brothers and sisters are those for whom the manifestations and the work and the gift of the Holy Spirit is very, very important to them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there are, are, there are other churches where uh, speaking in tongues is much more common, even for Lutherans, uh, but I think it's safe to say that it's probably not here in Texas.
0: Yeah, Texans yeah. are quite um Yeah, it's funny on the one hand they're a little bit like heat, heated.
1: Heated. Like yeah. hot
0: tempered a little bit. Yeah. On the other hand, yes, in worship they're quite staid, I would say.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting... I mean, it's a,
0: it's a very yeah. big generalization.
1: No, but then I think that yeah. that's accurate. Yeah, yeah, that that temperamentally, you know, Texans mm-hmm. are are more hot-blooded uh, <laughs> than uh, than what we're used to up in <laughs> the upper Midwest. <laughs> Uh, but then when it comes to worship, they're really yeah. more uh, more staid and formal. Yes, yes. You know, I mean, I got far more amens up in Ohio than I ever have here. Right. Although, you yes, know? you
0: do have a few. Yes. So. that, And I know I could name them right on here. And yeah. I know they're listening, but I won't do that. That's sweet. <laughs> they're sweet, though. But yeah, just a little different. And just the way they respond to different things, mm-hmm. I, I would say it's more staid. But um, yeah, the only church I've been in, and you already mentioned Nikki Gumbel, I was actually in his church with a friend um, and we were helping with Alpha. He's the one who wrote Alpha. But in, uh, in London, Holy Trinity Brompton, they like speak in some serious tongues. And that mm-hmm. was my first big experience. Like the entire upper balcony was speaking in tongues. Um, wow. Yeah, which is something to behold. Yeah, I had no right? idea to do with, what to do with it at the time. But you've had a little bit of it, haven't you?
1: Yeah, I've had a little bit of that experience. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. I really haven't. But no, I've never seen like a whole balcony of people speak. Right. No?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah. So, anyways, good distinction. That's different. Mm-hmm. That comes later. This was um, so that everybody could understand.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you know what? What I love is Peter preaches this fantastic sermon. Yeah. And again, you know, it's Peter who just seven weeks earlier had denied Jesus three times to save his own skin. Mm-hmm. And now here Peter is in Jerusalem, right? The the very same town where Jesus Christ was put to death. Mm-hmm. It's just been two months, which is less time than we've been in shutdown. Right. So it's not all that much time. And then Peter is out there in public and he is just sticking it right to them. He's saying... You know, you crucified Jesus. This man whom you crucified right. is Lord and God. Let all Israel now know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the great sign for that, this is Acts 2, verse 34. The, the great proof of that is the gift of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Peter says this, And, and, and uh, now exalted to the right hand of God, Jesus has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit, and he has poured out this, which you now see and hear. Mm-hmm. And so Peter's proof that Jesus is who he claimed to be is not simply that Jesus died and rose from the dead, but that Jesus died, rose oh, okay. from the dead, and then has poured out the Holy Spirit, and He kind of points around and says, "As you can see, right." You know? So it's the it's the movement of the Holy Spirit that really convinces and convicts people, so that they say to Him, uh, they say to Peter, uh, "Lord, what must we? Do? What shall we do to be saved?" And then Peter replies, "Repent and be baptized." Right. Every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so right from the Mm get-go, Peter says it's through baptism that uh, Jesus forgives our sins, that we are given the forgiveness of sins, Mm -hmm. and that we are given the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's through that that sacrament of baptism.
0: Okay. And, you know, we should note, not everyone came to that conclusion. In fact, quite a few people, when this all was going on, like, accused them of being drunk because... (laughs) They said, wow, they're like talking strangely and thing, weird things are happening. And he says like, they're just, some sneers." So it says some believed or something. Some sneered and said, these men are drunk on new wine.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I, I've always thought that Peter's response, which is a great way to start a worldwide religion, right? I mean, the very <laughs> first thing you say in the world stage is, hey, we're not drunk. Yes. Right? But you look at what Peter says. It's uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 19. He says, these men, these men are not drunk as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning which to me doesn't really seem like a very convincing argument. No, but you know what's so funny about that?
0: I'm surprised we haven't seen a meme about that because all through this corona thing, the memes have been about how people are kind of drinking earlier and earlier because they're having a hard time. And so I'm surprised we didn't get a, like a Peter's 9 o'clock yeah, in the morning I'm thing. Kind of <laughs> Maybe we should that do too. that. Well, there famous. you go.
1: Right, We copyrighted. Yeah. Anyways, like yes.
0: Peter's argument is, what What are you talking about? It's 9 o'clock. Of course they're not drunk. Right. Well, that makes sense. Well, it kind For of For upstanding does. citizens, you don't but drink I mean, at 9 o'clock in the morning. Yeah,
1: but I mean, if you think a bunch of guys are stumbling around drunk anyway, simply saying, oh, no, it's 9 o'clock, doesn't seem like yeah, a very I convincing so. counter argument to me. Oh, okay. You know? but, I gotcha.
0: Anyways, but they weren't. Peter. It was a very important manifestation of the spirit. Yeah. And Pete, yet, like you said, Peter gets three thousand converts on that yeah, first day, and boring. they are like totally off and running. The church is off and, and, and started. And
1: yeah. which is why it's called the birthday yes. of the church, because mm-hmm. they started that day with one hundred twenty yep. people in the upper mm-hmm. room, and they end with three thousand one hundred twenty. Yeah. In one day. So the church just. Mm-hmm. The church, awesome. You know that pilot light just yeah. came right on. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, I'm looking forward to this. It's yeah, this will be, be fun.
0: fun. So next week, like I said, we will talk about love. That's the first fruit of the Spirit. And we're just going to get into it. We're going to get about what the Bible talks about love, mm-hmm. probably talk about 1 Corinthians 13, what it truly means to love. I'm actually um, leading Kelly Minter's study right now, which is called What Love Is. And that's based on you know John. John's the kind of writer of love. He yeah. writes both in the Gospel and in 1, 2, and 3 John, all about what love truly is and what it's not, and our culture gets it wrong so often that yep. it should be a good discussion.
1: Yeah, yeah, it should be wonderful. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this because you know, as much as I love the theology and the history, I'm, yeah,
0: we need some practicality. We need something more practical. Yeah, right. let's do it. Okay, we'll see you next week.
1: See you then.